right, I got a question for you two. Okay. So, as you know, the Halo TV series is now streaming mm. on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Have either of you two seen it? No. I've seen the f- I've seen the first episode. Okay. Well, Derek, you might be able to answer this, but I want you two to guess which beloved three four three studios video game character gets bare butt naked on this show. Cortana. Colton, what's your answer? Is it Master Chief? Colton, it's John Sierra, Spartan 117, <laughs> the Master Chief. Shows us not one, but two of his shiny Spartan cheeks on this <laughs> godforsaken show. Like, guys, nothing else matters. The whole thing about the video game is that, like, he doesn't show his face. I, I don't care anymore. I've seen his butt. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> I have one of my students who's like obsessed with Halo and it's very much like, hey, why are you obsessed with this show? You're like 10 years old. Like you have not been alive <laughs> since like for you. some of these games have came out. And now I'm picturing this poor child excited to watch <laughs> Halo, the TV show. Excited to sit down for his first viewing of Master and, Chief. And, and all he sees now are Master Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> This, Y'all want to know like, why Halo 5 Guardians sucked? <laughs> no one was naked. No one got naked. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We, Cortana's gone rogue. We got to stop her. What? No, I don't care anymore. Show me the Arbiter's butt. <laughs> I want to see Flood Booty. <laughs> Where's Sergeant Johnson's dumpy? Give me his cake. <laughs> Show it to me. Guys. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're here. Is the halo his butthole? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta destroy the ring. We gotta destroy the ring. <laughs> the, the, the elites are coming to destroy my halo. The, the flood. The flood is coming out of the halo. <laughs> That's me after a Taco Bell. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Anyway. Well, in case you were in case you were afraid our podcast wasn't for five-year-olds. Now you it's, are. It's been four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been four minutes of actual recording time, and we have already oh. just stepped uh. knee-deep into potty pee-pee-poo-poo humor. <laughs> So now, now that the four-year-olds have been fended off, this is, uh, this is Star of the Plot, a plot cast for movie lovers where, guess what we do? We watch the first and last scenes of a movie, and then we try to figure out what happens in between. Oh, man. My name is Brady King. And uh, my name is Spartan6969 Derek Fultz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My, my name is Cortana420 Colton Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my name's Tyler. Y'all, can we do uh can we do Halo for our next uh Stir the Plot DLC? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. God. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. That's that sounds super fun. Uh well today's movie, based entirely off of a throwaway joke from last episode, is <laughs> 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 gonna be you guessed it, the 2005 animated feature film from Blue Skies Productions, Robots. I don't know if Blue Sky made this. Well, I think I did. Was that it definitely Sony? feels DreamWorks. You can you can usually tell by the first like ten seconds of the movie where it says a Blue Skies production and then it pans Stop. down the sky. <laughs> yeah, uh, is Blue Sky Sony? Is that was that their animation studio? Yeah, it, they're the studios behind Rio and Ice Age. Yeah, and, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. I don't think so. I think no, I think every, got- everything 
is inevitably absorbed by the media empire known as Disney. Wait, is it, is or, it Disney and now? or Sony? Uh, yep, it was Disney. Yeah, because oh. they yeah because they they show like Ice Age stuff on Disney Plus now. Okay, so when yeah. is Robert Copperbottom, <laughs> Rodney Copperbottom, going to show up in the MCU? When mm. is when is Rodney Copperbottom going to show up in Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> guys i want i want us to do a challenge <laughs> i want to i want to see how many episodes we can go without bad mouthing disney <laughs> okay you know what we're gonna shake the disney chains right now because, <laughs> there they go they're on the floor it's they're like floor. you know far be it from me to far be it for me to defend a corporation especially disney however i just think it's old hat it's it's hack to make fun of Disney. It's, it's beating a dead mouse. Beating a dead mouse. <laughs> please don't please don't beat dead mouse. I love him. I love his tunes. I love I love <laughs> dead mouse. Remember that time we were all going to go to a dead mouse concert? <laughs> yeah, it was like Yeah, I forgot about that. We were uh, all yeah, like, "Oh yeah, y'all were, were going to y'all going to come down to Texas Motor Speedway and I was going to apparently join y'all." Um Oh, it was the drive-in one. Oh, yeah, it was the, I yeah, it was, it was the drive-in this. concert. Yeah. yeah, the thought of having to sit in my car for a Dead Mouse concert, I guess, outweighed the ticket price for me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to rave in your car? <laughs> At some point, I realized I could just turn on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Why anyway. go concert when I have mini concert in car? <laughs> If I if I don't have a hula hooping a light up hula hoop dance girl like dancing in front of me distracting me from the concert it's not a dead mouth concert. If I don't have someone doing the fishbowl effect to me <laughs> while a concert's going on, then I can't exp- I can't enjoy it. If I don't have a man in a neon Spider Man costume throwing up on my shoes, then it's not a dead mouth concert. Anyway, uh, you guys have seen robots, yeah? We've seen those. Oh, yeah. I, Wait, I said, have you but, seen it? Have you? I okay. I don't have nearly as strong a relationship to robots as you guys do. Oh I have seen this God. movie like once or twice, and I remember most of it. Like I, I know the basic narrative, but aside from that, there were a lot of characters in this. As I was writing the screenplay, that I was like, "Wow, I do not remember. I do not remember you at all." Man, I feel like I feel like this show, this movie would be a show. Or it would be a movie that I'd like show my kids, like, and then five minutes in, instantly be like, "Oh my gosh, this is not appropriate for kids." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Rewatch, like, upon rewatching it, you know, obviously, like as a more mature person that understands jokes, I was kind of shocked at some of the things that, like, they <laughs> they got around that PG rating. It's that 2005 <laughs> PG rating. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, before uh, it converted over in 2017 or something. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we'll talk about robots later. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to take its plot and we're going to we're going to disassemble it and we're going to make it into something better, mm. faster, stronger, oh. better. Better, faster, stronger, better. Just better, like the faster, robots, stronger, Daft Punk. <laughs> yes. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the first scene and the last scene. Of robots, we're gonna try to make up what happens in between. But since we can't play movie audio on this podcast, no, no, that's a that's a bad one. That's a no can do. Mm-mm. We're going to convert the scenes into screenplay format and then reenact them for your listening pleasure. Colton is going to narrate for us. Derek and I, we might just happen to play a couple different characters. Maybe, maybe I might play none. 
<laughs> Who knows? Brady can I'm solo a- train this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Brady is just going to 1v1 the script. <laughs> but Colton's Colton's always the common denominator. Colton is right. immovable. I have to narrate. He has to narrate. Did we Colton, do... Colton's our North Star. <laughs> did we do a movie where, like, one of us wasn't... We, we like, switched the roles? I feel like we did one, or we talked about it. Not to gaslight, but you sound insane. Yeah, that <laughs> never happened, Colton. <laughs> I don't you're know what you're crazy. talking about. Colton, you're, in, you're, you're, you're like my <laughs> students who are like, hey, stop talking. I wasn't talking. What do you, what, what do you what mean? mean? <laughs> the amount of there, times I've watched a student pitch a pencil at another student's head and then be like, stop it. I didn't do it. What the? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure, bud. Yeah, okay, and I am the queen of England. What are you talking about? I watch I always I my favorite phrase that uh ask my students is how stupid do you think I am? <laughs> and they're like they're like, "Well, we don't think you're stupid at all because you have a college degree. Then why do you act like I'm stupid?" And I said, "A uh, college degree actually means nothing. I'm not stupid, but there are people who do have college degrees <laughs> and are very are stupid. stupid and are very very stupid. Don't trust uh, the system, kids. Anyway, Colton <laughs> Take it away. All right. We open on the streets of a small robotic town. Each building and home is carefully constructed out of metal cogs and gears, and robot citizens greet each other as they walk down the sidewalk. Robot children laugh and play, and an elderly robot cheerfully feeds a flock of wind-up pigeons. Suddenly, the door to one of the stores bursts open as Herb Copperbottom laughs and dances. Woohoo! I'm gonna be a dad! I just talked to my wife. My baby's gonna be delivered any minute. He sprints into the street, halting traffic. Hey, get out of the way! I'm gonna be a dad! Herb cartwheels down the sidewalk, backflipping over a red robotic fire hydrant. Congratulate me! Good for you, Herb. A tiny dog approaches the hydrant and sniffs. Don't even think about it. Herb continues his way down the street. He accidentally knocks over a delivery man, but catches all the glass bottles before they hit the ground. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see ya. I'm gonna be a dad! Oh, congrats! Herb passes an old robot polishing his lawn as he sprints toward his home. Hey, Mr. Nuts, did you hear the news? Yep. Beautiful day, isn't it? Herb bursts through the front door of his home and rushes to the bedroom. I'm here, I'm here! Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You missed the delivery. Why is it every time I do a woman? Every time I do a woman, I think the only women that exist is Harley Quinn. (laughs) Every woman is Lois or or Harley Quinn. (laughs) But also Harley Quinn with a speech impediment. He said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I I think it's because you put me on the spot and I was like, oh, uh, okay. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You missed the delivery. Oh, but it's okay. Making the baby is the fun part. His wife holds up a large box labeled build a baby. Herb smiles. Y'all, I didn't, I just got that joke. Oh yeah. I even read it earlier and I just got that joke. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a sex joke in a kid's movie. What? Oh, Colton. Oh man! No, I was a product of middle school. I, I know, I know what that is. A pro- <laughs> not a product of homeschooling. A product of middle school. <laughs> All right. So, where do we think this nasty, mo- this nasty, inappropriate this movie nasty, is going? Nasty. I mean, filthy. 
just just if you touch it, there's a film on it. <laughs> I think this is a retelling of Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> okay. The baby being Frankenstein is that? Oh no, the baby's Frankenstein's monster. Right. Okay. Sorry. Herb yes. Copperbottom Herb is Frankenstein. Is Frankenstein. Yes. Copperbottom's monster. <laughs> okay. I gotcha. So Herb is a mad scientist. Right. Who is intent right. on making, creating life. Yes. Uh, so Herb, he and his wife have uh, been trying to have a child. Right. And mm, right. is this is this where I want to go? <laughs> is this where I want to go? This is your out. This is your out. You've only taken a few steps down this path. Feel free to, <laughs> to walk back. Yeah, I don't know if I right. wanna, I don't know if I want to make light on <laughs> on like infertility Because <laughs> I oh, what about we're what taking about away the parachute as we speak? You have you have <laughs> okay, five no, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> no, cut. Yeah, cut that out. Cut that out. How about this? There hasn't been a new robot in like decades. Okay. Like once a, all, all these robots have been around for hundreds of years. None of them really know where they come from. And they're like, well, how do we make more? And they've, mm. they've tried everything. They've tried yes. every nasty way you can imagine to try and make more, <laughs> more baby robots. But they're, Herb, they're, then their God, Mr. Big Weld right? uh, brings down, he <laughs> comes God. down and he says, hello, I'm going to give you guys a new robot. And he, he gives right. it to Herb and his and his wife. No, he he incepts Herb with the idea. Is I definitely whenever you said incepts, I thought you were gonna go like miraculously conceived, <laughs> no, and I was like, no, oh no, <laughs> Rodney Copperbottom <laughs> is the Jesus figure of robots. <laughs> Big Weld is looking for Ro- robots, as brought to you by Zack Snyder. As we've stated several times before, this is a faith based film. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what if what if Big Weld is their like quote unquote god, but nobody's seen Big Weld in a very very long time, and so right. all the other robots are like, he's abandoned us, like he doesn't really exist. Who knows if he ever existed? The plot yeah. of the movie got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going there. We're getting there. Right, right. You just see on the wall spray painted "abandoned by Big Weld." <laughs> Liar! <laughs> Liars spray painted on a poster of him. <laughs> False God is on a statue. <laughs> anyway, they've all lost faith except for Herb. And one day he has this like immaculate vision from <laughs> Big Weld, and <laughs> Big Weld hacks his mind. <laughs> <laughs> and within it are the plans for a new baby robot. Rodney in their language means bringer of new life. <laughs> so, so they, he, Big Weld appears to three robots in a field. Tending oh my God. Fear not. I bring tidings of good joy. We are treading on mighty thin ice. I just need to sit like... The ice is already cracked, and we have some of yeah. it. I have already plunged. <laughs> so no, I like this idea of like Big Weld choose. Okay, here's oh here we go here we go. Okay, every like ten years, there's like a lottery, and one family gets chosen to have oh. a child. Yeah, so that's why Herb is so excited. Right, he's the one right. this decade. He's been he's been waiting for like thirty years for his chance. And now he finally, like, he and his wife finally get it. There and it is. 
And the child, most of the time, um, when when it comes to the new family, it it, it comes with like miraculous gifts. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. It's a, it's a special it's a special child. It is. Um, there's a fifty fifty shot. It, it is either a really awesome robot or destroyer of worlds. <laughs> right. It's kind of a roll of the dice. Right. And I believe Rodney. This, you know, the child that Herb and his wife are going to be building could there there is whispers that a, a destroyer of worlds might be oh. in the cards. Yes. He right. hasn't shown any signs of like giftedness mm-hmm. and he's like a teenager. and He hasn't shown any signs of like being like overtly gifted with anything. Right. And so gotcha. they're like. It- Except, except like burning, burning homes and right, yes, right. Yeah, like he, like, like you know, there's a there's a fun little montage uh, towards like the like middle beginning of this movie, where Rodney's growing up and he's like just doing like what we think are normal child things, but in this world are signs of chaos, right? And they're all mm. accidents. Like he's he's like lighting something and he accidentally spills the grease and it lights all the whole the whole town on fire, right? Oh, what if he's okay? Now we can have a cool story of like he's just a clumsy robot, but everybody thinks oh because of yeah, yeah, yeah. because yes. of his because of his clumsiness that he's the destroyer of worlds. So, like you right. said, Colton, like he's he's just reaching up for something on the top shelf, knocks the grease over, and the whole like house goes up in flames. Yeah, like oh my gosh, Rodney like burned that place to the ground. <laughs> and you know what it is. Whenever he was being built, his dad didn't like screw in the final screw correctly. <laughs> He's got a screw loose. Yeah. He's got sure. a screw loose, but now he can't get to it. So he has to go like out on a quest to well, find God, Mr. Big Weld, <laughs> to have like brain to con- surgery. To confront his to confront his maker. <laughs> to to battle his maker into making him whole again. Well, here's the thing. The the screw loose that he has is like if it were tightened properly, it would be the thing that would make him the destroyer of worlds. Yes. Mm, gotcha. But because but because it's not it's not properly uh in there all the way, um he's just clumsy and just he's like just, he's he has bad he's luck. He's kind of a doofus. Yeah. Ooh, I'm interested in this movie now. I like I like the beginning we've got. We've kind of prepped for ourselves here. <laughs> Not is, too sure about this end. <laughs> that was a nice little that was a nice little appetizer. Mmm. Num num. Delicious. Let's move on to the second scene, shall we? Shall we? Mm, yes. Herb and his wife walk along the sidewalk as hundreds of other robots gather in the street to celebrate something. What is all this? The the whole town is here. He looks up toward the end of the street, where his son, Rodney Copperbottom, is waving from the town square. Rodney? Dad, there's someone here I want you to meet. Beside Rodney, a large black and white robot smiles down at Herb. Is that... That's Bigweld, Dad. The greatest robot in the world, besides you. Bigweld shakes Herb's hand excitedly. I understand you need a few parts. Uh, Well, I'm not one to complain, but... Well, then don't. I've brought enough parts to make two of you. Another robot wheels in several boxes labeled Herb Special Edition. Big Weld grabs a nearby microphone to address the crowd, his voice echoing down the streets. Ladies and gentle pots, I came all this way just to... Would you cut that out? It's very distracting. The microphone stops echoing his voice. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Mr. and Mrs. Copperbottom, I came all this way to tell you in person that your son Rodney, the man who got me off my big titanium tuchus, is now my right-hand bot and eventual successor. The crowd cheers as Rodney's mom rushes in for a hug. Herb smiles and extends a handshake. Son? Rodney hugs him instead. Dad, I know you kind of felt bad growing up that you couldn't give me a lot of stuff, but you gave me the most important thing. You believed in me. From the second you were born. Well, now I want your dream to come true. Rodney reaches into a large black case and grabs a large golden trumpet. I know you always wanted to be a musician. Well, be one for everyone to hear. Herb takes the trumpet from Rodney and turns toward the waiting crowd. They cheer with anticipation as he prepares the instrument. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me, I'm a little rusty. The crowd chuckles and Herb blows his first few notes. It's bad. Really bad. A couple of robots shrug. Well, there goes our happy ending. It's a fusion of jazz and funk. It's called junk. Gradually, Herb finds his rhythm. Several nearby robots join in on the music, adding a simple beat, then snares, and a bass line. Eventually, a song emerges and the crowd cheers in what might be the most mid-2000s animated movie ending of all time. So eventually, eventually Rodney the potential destroyer of world is going to have to find big weld or right. encounter big weld. Right. So here's, <laughs> here's the thing he go. This is so eerily similar to the actual plot of the movie. Um, he, he will, he, he's going to go, uh, find big weld mm -hmm. and big weld basically says, well, I can't help you. And he, and Rodney's like, why? Because there's an ancient robot prophecy that says that once the destroyer of worlds has been born unto robot kind, the the what what do we do we want to call him robot god or do we want to have sure. like, a, like okay the, well, okay well the inventor how about that how about that there we go okay now my fantasy brain has been itched <laughs> yep so uh, the inventor has no say in what happens at that point. What if what if the reason Big Weld left is because the prophecy said that one day a destroyer of worlds would come that would be more powerful than Big Weld. So Big Weld ran. He like ran into mm, hiding mm -hmm. because he was like awaiting the the one who could defeat him. And right. he's worried that Rodney is it. Right. Mm. And so he he now thinks that Rodney is coming to usurp his throne. <laughs> And uh, I also think that's that robot politics, baby. <laughs> oh, please, robotics. <laughs> Maybe the reason why Big Weld is not is in or he's like, quote unquote, incapable of doing anything is because we find out that he's not really in charge anymore. Yes. Oh, there has been <laughs> there has been a council that's been set up <laughs> of other robots. Can it be can it be like the ending of Loki where Rodney like defeats Big Weld in combat and he breaks apart and is revealed to not actually be the one who's in charge? There's like this council of bigger battle. Or that robots. it's it's not it's not actually Big Weld. Right, right. And then you find out about like the bigger batter council of <laughs> the bigger batter council of Big Weld. 
Each one and, of them. Each one of them has a hand on the big world puppet. Yeah. <laughs> each one. One controls an arm. One controls a leg. Right. They, big Weld has been turned into a Zord. <laughs> but even then, uh, it's not actually, that's not actually like Big Weld's body. Big Weld is being kept in a prison deep below his, uh, his, his tower. Surrounded by dominoes. <laughs> Colton, you mad genius. That's a, that's a reference to the movie for those of you who have not seen the movie. Mm. Um, I hated that noise you made. Mm. Mm. Makes you want a hot dog real bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your Jennifer Coolidge impression kills me. You look like the Fourth of July. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is gonna be really, really mean. I don't know how she has made it this far in Hollywood. Like, because she's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is so funny. Like. Oh. Just unintentional. Have you seen that video? I'm so sorry to derail us once again. Um, have you seen that video of the person? It's just panning up Jennifer Coolidge's body, and then it stops like where like like uh, brown like face level, and she just says hi. <laughs> and that's the whole video. <laughs> She's Mrs. Hollywood. Um, yeah. So Rodney uh, has to beat Big Weld uh, in trial by combat. Um, right. Finds out that the, Big, the Big Weld, Weld Zord, the <laughs> fake Big Weld Zord. Yeah. Uh, finds out that this Big Weld is not actually Big Weld. Uh, finds out about the Council of Big Weld. Then it's, it's like that scene, the the fighting scene from Kill Bill. Yeah. Where it's just like Rodney versus like 15 of these robot council members. Right. Right. <laughs> what if he what if they're like, you'll never defeat us. You're not powerful enough. And that screw that was just yes, unscrewed yes. a little bit. He yes, screws it all yes. the way in and like guns come out of his arms yes. and missiles come out of his back. <laughs> he becomes a Lita battle angel. Like, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so he just, he destroys the council, um, gathers all of the missing parts from big weld, goes down into the dungeons of the tower and sees Big Weld's like hollowed out husk just chained up to the wall. <laughs> um, puts him back together, and Big Weld says, "Son, you've done a good thing in putting me back together, and now I'm gonna. You will now be healed of your destroyer of worlds status. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna fix the broken part of you and make you right. whole again, or whatever. He so he takes this. He takes the destroyer of worlds screw and tinkers with it a little bit, and then screws it back in. And Rodney's soon. Uh, and then Rodney becomes the savior of worlds. It's that simple. What if, it's that it's, simple. What if it's like a switch? Like literally on top it says savior, on bottom it says destroyer, and he just flips the switch. What if he? What if he like? What if he tells Rodney he's like, son, this screw was never loose at all. This is just who you are. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's how to? No, no that, he, like, that's he, it. He actually it. he does screw it in and like fixes it, but he just tells him like he's like. It was inside of you all along. No, that, it's that not the screw. It. It's how you it. use it. He looks at his dad. Do never untighten the screw, please. Like this, this is all I have left. Um, <laughs> and so Big Weld says, and now you're going to take over, you know, take over for me. But Rodney says, wait, before you go, like, help me do this one last thing. And, you know, we go back to the scene and uh, Rodney's My dad town. wants to be a musician. <laughs> Big Will says, I feel like there's kind of more important things going on right now, but okay, whatever. I was going to solve world hunger or world peace. No, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. No, your, your you as the savior of worlds want to <laughs> use your power to give your dad a trumpet? Okay. Okay, does your sure. dad does your dad play well? No. Mm. Uh, okay, well. 
Sure, bud. Sure, we can you make it work. Save me we can make all. it work. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he. They go back. Uh, Rodney's dad becomes a musician, and then Big Weld ascends into the sky and dissolves and like <laughs> in a million particles of light. See, I need fill a need. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and he re- he rests on every single robot, and now everybody has their own personal access to Big Weld whenever they like. <laughs> the end. We Good. really we really salvaged that. Yeah, <laughs> so truly, Man. that had some real nasty potential. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't feel like there's a ton that we can really go into more about this movie besides just like. I think this movie is hilarious. Like, I love I think this it's so, movie. I think it's so good. I might actually so, like I, once we get off here. I might actually watch it again. I was I was thinking about it, Brady. Where did you find it on? Is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> went through a legitimate streaming service to find this movie. Yes, uh, totally. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Actually, Brady. yeah, it is. It is on Dis- It is on Disney Plus. <gasps> it is. You can watch it on. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's on Prime. Ugh, I love this. I love corporations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you bezos thank you so guys, much guys i just want to say this maybe maybe millionaires aren't that bad <laughs> maybe maybe the billionaires have a point i don't know if i, I don't want wanna... to keep watching robots <laughs> if I get to keep watching robots all i can say is maybe he doesn't need to pay his taxes <laughs> yeah i'll just mind your business <laughs> it's not hurting me is it oh wait it is oh no mm. So before um, before we get too deep, I want to read the actual description of robots so that people uh, know what this movie is actually about. Uh-huh. In a world of sentient robots, striving young inventor Rodney Copperbottom wants to work for uh, the avuncular. What does what does that mean? The avuncular? IMDb just made up a new word. <laughs> <laughs> wants to work for the avuncular big weld. Do with that what you will. I feel like there's so many different ways to describe Big Weld that would make sense for the context of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, his Big Weld Industries makes spare robot parts, but Big Weld has just been deposed as company head by the villainous Phineas T. Ratchet, who wants to make all robots submit to profitable forest upgrades. In this animated adventure, Rodney and his friend Fender go underground to fight Ratchet's evil plans. This movie, like I said, is just hilarious. Um, this is this probably is like one of my like I wouldn't tell you it's like top twenty, but like if you told me like oh Colton remember this movie I'd be like oh yes like I love that movie. It's also it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say this is like a top five like comfort movie for me. Yes, absolutely. Mm, yep. Like, yeah. Well, it's not it's, like, it's it's not necessarily a good film, but it's like film. It's not necessarily a good movie, but like <laughs> it's like it it just really makes me feel like everything's gonna be okay in the world. Yeah. I yeah, I feel like um the cast in this movie is so stacked, it's like ridiculous. Oh yeah. I mean like every actor you can think of who was well actively working in the early two thousands. Right. Uh I do so I have a I have a I have a bone to pick with with this movie, not specifically okay. this movie, but the critical reception to this movie. So it I was not it up pretty. On, it was not very well, pretty. No. Okay. So I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's sitting at a 64%. Yeah. What the heck? Which is insane. Um, 
This is how I know that critics don't mean anything. Um, which is it's funny. I actually <laughs> I tweeted shills. out. I tweeted out yesterday like how does one become like a film critic for a major publication and uh, I actually had film critics like give me advice on how to do it. I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> well, I'm Derek, like, it starts with hating robots, so you're already right. kind of at a disadvantage. Oh, God. Rotten Tomato ratings only matter to me from 90 up and like 20 below. That is the <laughs> right. only so true. That's like, so true. period where I will trust the Rotten Tomatoes rating. That gray area between 30% and 70% is up for debate. Right. <laughs> So the critic consensus of this movie, it says robots delights on a visual level, but the story feels like it came off of an assembly line, which makes me sick to my stomach to read. (laughs) And also the, okay, let's talk about the audience score for a second. It's at 53% audience score with over a hundred thousand plus ratings. Let's just read some. (laughs) Someone, they gave this four stars, but they said a funny yet dim-witted satire on robots it was a good time what satire on robots are you talking about what obi-wan kenobi had the high ground in this movie and my legs got chopped off the thick robot was poggers (laughs) 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 even though it had some unpleasant jokes robots has fun characters great visuals and a good pacing to make it an enjoyable movie my rating 76 out of 100 oddly specific yeah, Wait, I just, hold on. Hold on. What? What? Oh, hold on. Colton, I've never been so scared in my entire life. Uh, Derek, can you sort by new on those reviews? <laughs> Did you just add one? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Hold on. The fact that you're wasting our valuable podcast time. Right. The fact that I had to make a, uh, (laughs) the fact that I had to make a robot, a a Rotten Tomatoes. You spent that whole time making an account? (laughs) The silence over the past five minutes has been Colton studiously creating a Rotten Tomatoes account. (laughs) Anyway, it's a, it's a good movie. Give it a watch. Sure, it can be campy and funny. That's the whole point. It's a dumb robot movie for kids. Yeah. Also, this was 2005. Like, of course, this movie had didn't have an amazing storyline. Like, yeah. Nothing good was made since what 2016. Yeah, that's, that's right. when comedy was invented. <laughs> comedy was oh. inv- comedy was invented when John Mulaney released New in Town. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> anyway, he really he really shake he really shakes things up uh, in that in that comedy he what? special. He I don't really I don't really much like, like how we are going to shake up the plot of these next movies in Shake It Not Stirred. Well, well, welcome to Shake It Not Stirred, the part of the podcast where we take uh, a random movie title and we pair it with a random movie genre to create a whole brand new movie to create um, Frankenstein's do... monster. Yeah, truly. That is very, very close to the point on this An abomination against the cinema gods. Okay. We have top gun. Oh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> we have top gun as a, as a documentary. I feel like this one's pretty cut and dry. Okay. Yeah. That's just the military channel. If we're being completely... <laughs> That's just a Go honest. Army ad. 
It's dudes in short uh, short jean shorts playing volleyball. It's go army ad. <laughs> it's just oh. one super long. It's the story of Carol Danvers, but she never becomes Captain Marvel. <laughs> she, she just is a jet pilot. She just crashes, and it's about the uh, it's about the veteran like oh with god. disabilities in America. Oh my god, <laughs> Colton. It's just about how messed up the VA system is here in America. Yes. (laughs) It could also be this like Hurt Locker esque um, hotshot jet pilot who's just like over it all and is constantly doing like risky maneuvers with no regard to his own life. Uh huh. But that's not funny. That's just. It's just sad. Well, we didn't ever say that. We didn't ever have to say this was funny. Hey. Yeah, every documentary, no documentaries are funny. They're all sad. <laughs> and he just drunkenly crashes his airplane into the site of a Afghanistan mountain, and he's never heard from again. The end. <laughs> oh my gosh. In the post credit scene of the documentary, <laughs> you see a single hand. You see Tom, Tom Cruise's single hand emerge from the crater. And, and he, puts on, he puts on his aviators and says, Top Gun 2, baby. He's a, then the, the text, Maverick will return, Top Gun 2. <laughs> The oh, worst, right. do- the worst documentary ever made. I just want to. Like- it's twelve minutes long, and it's what? If, it's just like a Vice News story about yeah. this idiot Maverick, who, like drunkenly pilots jets. Maverick, you're drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm, I'm, I'm built not, to fly. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> you're my, be- you're my best friend, Goose. All right, our next one is No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's a oh. documentary. As a mystery. Mm. <laughs> Every senior citizen landowner has had their <laughs> land taken away from them. <laughs> Seriously. Like people that have had the deed to this land for years, like, nope, sorry, you've lost your land. <laughs> it's about time those boomers gave us something. <laughs> <laughs> we we finally had enough. We- <laughs> It's Gen Z rising up. Like we finally had enough of their like of them crashing the housing market, so we're just taking their land. Yeah, it's just, it's like the land is literally like being stolen out from underneath them. Like they're just like, how was this happening? And then they die because uh, they're old. It could follow like one Gen Z twenty something named Sugar, and mm, he like spelled like sugar, right? Sugar. Um, one day shows up at Josh Brolin, who at this point is an old man. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, wait. No, no, no. It's, um. oh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. He shows ah. up at Tommy Lee Jones's house and befriends him. The real mystery mm. is that, like, how he's been, like, basically getting all the stuff into his name, like, throughout the relationship. Oh. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then one okay. day, one day, Tommy Lee Jones wakes up and uh, his backyard is just gone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's a McDonald's. <laughs> it's an urban air. It's just like <laughs> it's just a it's just a trampoline park, and he's like, "Wait, how did this happen?" And he looks, right <laughs> and then Sugar walks out of the Sugar walks out of the urban air and flips off Tommy Lee Jones and says, "Eat it, Boomer." <laughs> I, can, I can I can dig that. It's not a good movie, but no, it's like a popcorn movie. <laughs> what is it? John Wick? We already done John Wick? I don't think so. Mm. It does kind of sound like something we've we should have done by now. Something we would have done. 
Okay, that was a mystery again. I'm not doing that. <laughs> John Wick's dog mysteriously goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick is a fantasy movie. Okay. <laughs> it's just that, but he is an elf. Oh, sorry, Brady. We don't. Do- <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. He. We can't. We can't say any D and D terms around Brady, or else he'll get mad at us. John Wick, but he's got pointy ears this time. <laughs> and and instead and instead of his dog going missing, it's not actually a dog, but is a it's a mysterious relic known as the power of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if one day John Wick's out for a walk, uh, and the kingdom becomes like under siege by a dragon and in the aftermath john wick's dog gets like burnt up by this dragon oh absolutely he's like i'm gonna slay this oh i love that that's so good he goes around to a bunch of different dragons and starts killing them looking for like the actual dragon that killed his dog and he gets known as the in the dragon community as the boogeyman (laughs) The, the Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. And uh, in the end, he doesn't get his dog back, but at least his taste for revenge is satiated. Right. Mm. And that, he gets a bunch of gold. There's lots of gold. He, he gets a bunch of money. He can stay at the new tavern. The, yeah, people, the new tavern run by Ian McShane. Yes, but people are after him. He's made too many enemies. He's made too many enemies. And now dragon cultists are after him. <laughs> And Lawrence Fishburne is there as well for some reason. Yeah, still he's still Morbius, just has birds this time. <laughs> well, that wasn't our best shake and not stirred, but I was. I think it got. Well, we don't have there. to call it out, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to say something. That was the best shake and not stirred that has oh, ever. I mean, you see, ever that, was. yeah, that's called the power of positive thinking. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, does it really matter if we won or lost? We had a good time. Yeah, let's go to Pizza Hut. Let's go. <laughs> I want to have it my way. Let's go to Burger King. Let's go to Burger King. Um, so some chicken fries. We, yeah. We are now going to end this podcast with a segment we call Real Talk, where we will give you uh, some suggestions of some media that you can consume this week or not. We did, we have or no control not. over you. <laughs> maybe, you. Maybe we're warning you not to watch it. Maybe so. It's a free country. Wa- you can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's a, it is a, for now... Well, it's <laughs> it's not a country for old men. So if there are any no. old men listening, this is, if, these are not for you. If you're an old man, you get no country. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. sorry. About that. I'm so sorry. Um, what do y'all go first? Um, I've got one and a half things really. <laughs> um, so I've been watching season two of Alex Ryder. Uh, I believe I talked about that on the podcast before. Um. It's like, the it's an Amazon well it's on Amazon Prime but it's an IMDb show um, of Alex Ryder, uh, which was a like young adult book back in like, okay. early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the like MI six kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so I loved the books as a kid. Um, I really liked the first season. Season two is a little lackluster for me. It's a little like. Oh, did we not get all the money for season one that we had on season one? Like, <laughs> yeah, some you're of not really selling little... me on this, Colton. No, yeah, I is mean, this it's... A, is this a suggestion or <laughs> it's if you like season one, if you like the Alex Ryder books, I think you'll like it. But I'm not just like, oh, you're gonna love this show. But I I enjoy it because it's like I, I enjoy the source material. Um, and then the other thing is, um, so me and my fiance have been watching Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. And 
I don't think I've ever like if you want if you say the Hobbit, I'm gonna turn this pot. I'm leaving the FaceTime call. <laughs> no, I I don't think I've ever told any of y'all this. I don't tell a lot of people this. So I'm Lord of the Rings. Like growing up was not like I honestly did not like Lord of the Rings. Um, huh. So and let me defend myself because I you feel got like- about 15 seconds before I start <laughs> yelling. Let him speak. So I, the reason I didn't love Lord of the Rings is every time I would try to watch it. You know, I would watch the first movie and then like the second and third, but I would always get like busy or like didn't ever finish watching it. And so couldn't like pay attention, gotcha. couldn't pay attention. Right. My ADD was existing. Um, so what happened was I watched, I have probably seen the first Lord of the Rings movie probably like seven or eight times. <laughs> and I am just so like gosh darn bored of it that like, I just can't. I just can't watch it. You've read the first three chapters of the book and then forget about it. And you've done it so many times at this point that you're like, it's not even worth it. I don't even want exactly, to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so are so you I've, suggesting people watch, <laughs> watch the first eight minutes of Lord of the Rings? Over and over? <laughs> no, I no, I'm just really just saying, talking about it. So I've watched it all the way through before. Um, but my fiance is like a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Like she's like, super like into like like a lot of the lore and all the backstory and stuff and watching it with her like explaining things i'm like oh this makes so much sense and i love this like i've already bought all three but all four books and i'm like gonna be reading them like after we're watching these movies and so that explains why you weren't participating you had your nose in a book the whole time (laughs) yeah i've been reading lore i've been reading nerd (laughs) nerd 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 i I'm going to talk about Better Call Saul. Um, oh, man. Yes. Because I actually think it's maybe the best show on TV right now. Hold on. Um, I'm adding that to my list of shows I need to finish. I cannot think of another show that has been on par, if not superseded the original. Um, I think Breaking Bad is a masterpiece. And the fact that Vince Gilligan has captured lightning in a bottle twice with Better Call Saul, I will say if you like, if you're one of those people who couldn't get through the first season because of how slow of a burn it was, I would tell you to keep with it because all of that will pay off in like really, really big ways. Um, so season five just came out on Netflix, I think maybe a week ago. Um, and it's some of the best dang TV I've ever watched. I mean, really, really compelling stuff. So so I know the first season flashed so I know it's all set in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So I know, like, the first season flashed forward to what he's doing now. Does it still... Keep with it. Keep with it. I don't okay. want to spoil anything because every season has those, like, two or three minute flash forwards um, that are kind of their own little B-plot that are happening. Okay. Uh, so I would I would just tell you, stick with it. Um, okay. I also... I. I want to praise this show in in one major way because I don't see a lot of spinoffs do this very frequently is that no character has a cameo without a purpose. Like they don't just, it could so easily be like, you know, Jimmy McGill, AKA Saul Goodman is like, Oh, well, let's go. I know where to eat. Let's go get some chicken. And then they go to Los Pollos Hermanos and Gus, Gus Fring is there. Heard there. Right. Um, but instead they've like taken these B characters and give them like real believable motives, like fleshed out their their desires, their wants, their needs in very like realistic ways. I don't know. I've just I've never seen a show treat its 
its cameos and its B characters well, with such like respect. I'm, you know, I'm having a hard time thinking like right this second of a show that has done what Breaking Bad has done. Like, I remember the last episode having such a grip on society as a whole. The perfect ending. I mean, it, it's yeah, like, like one of the best endings to a TV show. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember like watching it with a friend and just being like, wow, like, oh my gosh, like that was such a good ending, like an insane last season. And mm-hmm. even like, I mean, El Camino wasn't like phenomenal, but it was good. Yeah, you're glad. I'm glad Jesse got the happy ending he deserved, you know? Right. So like in that in that regard, it's it's worth a watch. Um, but uh, yeah, give give if you like Breaking Bad for the narrative, you will love Better Call Saul. If you mm. like Breaking Bad because you self-identify with Heisenberg, then um, maybe you should see it there. If you like Breaking Bad because of the meth. Um... <laughs> <laughs> if you like Breaking Bad because you relate to Heisenberg in some way, uh, don't talk to me. <laughs> You're, you are now like a red flag in my mind of like a person I need to run away from. Um, if I could, if I could blacklist people, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's my pitch for Better Call Saul. Please watch it; it's great. Okay, cool. Uh, so I have like one. It's a, it's a suggestion, but it's not like a real suggestion unless you like really want it to be. And then I have like a real one. Um, so my first one, I went and watched Sonic Two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how was it? Uh, this movie kind of goes hard. <laughs> um, oh man <laughs> um okay i this might be a controversial statement i liked the first sonic movie I oh yeah it. i watched yeah. it i watched it recently. i thought it was fun i watched it recently yeah. and i was like this is a very fun movie like yeah it's a popcorn talk, movie like, okay i think there's i think there needs to be a subcategory of us judging movies like sonic and like the power ranger movie and like like these movies where it's like hey we know this movie's not going to be an oscar winning movie but Just turn your brain time, off. Have yeah, a good like, time. So, so Blue Hedgehog go fast. Like <laughs> Blue Hedgehog go burr. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like yeah, I watched the first one recently, like uh, a couple days before I watched the second one. Um, I find it very enjoyable. Jim Carrey is so good in these movies. Great. Like I'm so glad he's. <laughs> I'm so glad he's at peace. Yeah. Now but. that he's done now that he's done Eggman, he can finally die. Well, yeah, I'm like now that now that he's like in serious talks about like retiring from acting, I'm like yeah. I feel like this is like the perfect role for him to go out on. Yeah, like a fun a fun quirky like kids character. Yeah. I think it's it's great. It's the script kind of just like felt like a love like all of Eggman stuff just kind of felt like a love letter to Jim Carrey's career. Right. Oh man. <laughs> That's um, awesome. It's just like this movie was really in love with Jim Carrey. Um, it was really fun. This movie, I had a really, really good time. Also, I was in a movie theater full of children and they did not distract me from this movie. It's because they were so engaged by the spinning blue hedgehog. <laughs> they were, this movie was over two hours. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm like, I could tell that kids were getting like antsy. Um, I just think a really cool thing though, was walking out of the movie theater and this is just like in my older in, in my old age uh, <laughs> I find myself I find myself like getting emotional at weird things um I was walking out of the movie theater and there was a kid that was so excited by what he saw mm. in the post credit scene mm-hmm. he was just like I need to he's like I want to see it now I want to see it now I just I'm he was so excited and was just like 
genuinely like joyful. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be talking about it on his podcast the way we talk about robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I he's gonna be talking about it. To, he's gonna be talking about it to his two hundred thousand plus TikTok followers. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though. I so whenever I saw Justice League in theaters, the kid next to me was probably like eight, nine years old. Sitting next to him watching this movie was like I was like, man, he loved this movie so much. Like that was such a cute <laughs> thing to like see. Yeah. Like movie wasn't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like <laughs> well, he, he was like, Joss Whedon's a pig, but that was a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that kid, that kid, Albert Einstein. <laughs> Albert Einstein. And that kid, Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> The um, whole theater got up and clapped when after he said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like just seeing that kid be genuinely like joyful about something like that. I I think I'm just so like I just have a lot of brain rot from like the <laughs> internet right. and like discourse about stuff. Like I forget that kids can like actually enjoy things. I think that I forget that people enjoy things. I forget that there's yeah. there's meaning. And it, in the world. like I it there's made me like, in the world. <laughs> it made me emotional. I was literally just like, that's so cool that kid got that experience. Yeah, like yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that like that's probably that would <laughs> that's gonna be a core memory for that kid. Like yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if, this, you're, like, if you're seven, go see ha- Sonic the Hedgehog too. Yeah, go go talk to your mom and dad and tell them to go take this <laughs> Sonic too. Um, but my real suggestion last night as of, you know, recording this, uh, I saw everything everywhere all at once. Oh my goodness. I've been wanting to see it so bad. It's incredible. Okay. I've heard people have loved this movie. It's, well, I went and watched it in theaters. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if it was, it's it's only, it's yeah, it's only in theaters. I don't know how to describe this movie. It, like I, I put on Twitter, I was like, it, like everything everywhere all at once is exactly that. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's like it's funny. It's action packed. It has a really interesting like way of looking at like the multiverse and like the whole concept of the multiverse. Yeah, it's it's about this woman who can like jump consciousnesses, right? Like she can send her conscience yeah. from body to body yeah. to body to body. I mean, it, that's that's like a you know, I I don't mean to sound like. Um, condescending when I say this, but like, it's a little bit of like an oversimplification of it, but like, which is probably what we need. Um, (laughs) Wait, do I got to be smart to uh, to watch this movie? There were parts where I was like, am I too dumb to understand this? And then it was like explained more to me. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. Okay. I got it. I get it now. Um, But it was like, like a movie, like the last 10 minutes of this movie had me crying. Like, Mm. like just very moving, like a very like beautiful, really cool action scenes. A24 has come a long way. Yeah. They really have. Watching our baby grow up like this. Mm, <laughs> warms a man's well, just heart. The, just the idea that like people got the opportunity to make this movie. Yeah. Whereas like a, a regular like studio probably wouldn't have like oh, taken a risk on yeah, this. Yeah, no. Trying right. to get this through the production cycle of 20th Century Fox never would have happened. Well, just the idea of like making Michelle Yeoh an action star at her right. age right now. Yeah, right. Like like in normal in like quote unquote like normal Hollywood, like she'd be on her way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she'd be she'd be like doing I mean and not saying anything bad about this because Crazy Rich Asians was a phenomenal movie as well. But like she'd be stuck doing stuff like Crazy Rich Asians for the rest of her life. Right, exactly. Like small grandmotherly cameos. 
Right. But now she's like an action star and like, she's showing like the depth, which she's always had it, but like the depth of like what she can really do. Oh, I, that is like, so great to hear because I saw the trailer and the initial reviews and I was so excited mm-hmm. to see this. Well, yeah, it's like it's the highest rated. Uh, it's the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. I think it's the highest rated movie of the decade on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Or it's like tied as the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, like highest rated movie of the decade. Yeah, it's it's like insane. Like this movie is insane. It is like balls to the wall crazy and just like but at the same time, it's like beautifully acted and like the story I, I cannot say enough about this and I don't want to spoil anything because it's like there are some things that happen I'm just like it just it's crazy this movie's crazy yeah go see it <laughs> please go see it please go see it I was gonna go watch I was gonna watch Morbius but maybe not maybe but now darn. I'll watch. Oh, no. oh god I watched hey, Morbius I will too. say god. you've seen you saw dang Derek's been at the movies <laughs> yeah I did also go see Morbius um it's as bad as everyone says it is. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited to see it though. Like I'm excited <laughs> to see the bad. <laughs> what, what makes me so mad about this movie? The best part about this movie is Matt Smith. Really? He's the best part of this movie and he is so underutilized. It's insane. Colton. I, I have to apologize because I left you on red. When you texted me, do you want to go see Morbius on Monday? I was so floored. I didn't know what to say in response. I truly like, Lord. I, I started to shudder and my body hit the floor. I didn't know what to do. So you I'm sorry. You're, I didn't, you're being I'm sucked s- dry by Morbius. by a vampire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't okay, text you hot. back, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I like, and just, I mean, I guess we're going to like, we can talk about this like for just a brief itty bitty moment. Um, Method acting is a blight on the craft of acting. No, 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 no. Specifically Jared Leto. (laughs) Did you hear what uh, Jared Leto said about him method acting for Morbius? Yes, but he took 45 minute long bathroom breaks because he had to, the character's not even in a wheelchair, but like he had to like, he got in a wheelchair and like would wheel himself or like crutch himself over to the bathroom. And it's like, you're doing this for what to be in a to be in a crappy movie like okay i also heard that he said he didn't have to do as much method acting because the character morbius was very similar to how he acts like how he is as a person mm. yeah mm-hmm. morbius sucks yeah. <laughs> well, that's all yeah i'm not fine. sure no that pun, was true. no pun intended <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if that was true there's been a lot of like fake uh like the fake news like articles are getting a lot better and i'm like wait but the fact that you can't tell the real from the fake is a testament to jared leto (laughs) as a person telling yeah i like i am so tired of hearing about jared leto's onset shenanigans i'm like well because even this new show that he's in with anne hathaway the like we work or whatever show or like the show's called like we crashed Anne Hathaway said in an interview that she didn't feel like she truly met Jared Leto until the premiere of the show. Jeez, he was so he was so in character, and I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of Constantine Stanislavski was an emotional terrorist, and I feel like we need to start talking about that now. Like the method acting is a disease <laughs> in the on the art of like theater and film acting. I'm when, just gonna say it. I know. 
when Jared Leto sends condoms to his co-stars, he gets away with it. When I send condoms to my co-stars, <laughs> I'm appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. I, I hate Your this conversation. So gross. What I, what I'm terrified of, Brady, is that like I don't put it past you to actually do this now, like as a joke. <laughs> Ew. Check your mailboxes at your own risk, boys. <laughs> uh, this has been Start of the Plot. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks so what a much way for to end it. To this, this godless show. Um, if you would like to help support us, the best thing you can do right now is go over to iTunes or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. It helps us get noticed. It helps people find the podcast easier. If you are in a place to support us financially, I know times are trying right now and you may not have a lot of money, but if you do, please head on over to our Patreon for as little as $2 a month. You can join our Discord and we're going to share funny memes with you and you can you will have a direct line to Colton, Derek and I. What else could you possibly need him like? Hey, why we can send funny memes to you or you guys send funny memes to us and we can post them on social media and give you credit for sending us those That's memes. That's true. Whatever works, man. It's a great deal. And for or $5, make your own funny make your own funny memes. And you can send them to us and we definitely will not post them on our Instagram, but we appreciate no, that. No, 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 no. Very much. Um but for $5 a month for our second tier, you can gain access to exclusive episodes that will not be aired anywhere else. We just recorded The Last of Us Part 1 uh, that should be up within the next week or so. I I had a really good time recording it. I thought it was I really loved funny. that episode. Yeah. I Honestly, I think it's probably some of our, our better work for sure. Um, and it's locked behind a paywall, you cretin. <laughs> no pores allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you're in a place to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate it. Podcasting is not free, um, and having the show not be a money pit is a goal of ours. As always, you can reach out to us at startheplot at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. And thank you so much to Love and Acorn Lane for the use of our theme song, Stay, Electro Swing Remix. Thank you so much. Um, and now I leave you with a review. I'm going to say the names of two people in this cast, and you're probably going to know the movie immediately, and I'm really sorry about it, but this review is too funny to not is to pass up. <laughs> okay. um, uh, so this is from a letterbox user named Blake, who I believe is the creator of Insane Letterbox on Twitter. Uh, thank you. If you are, thank you for <laughs> inadvertently giving us <laughs> Content. Uh, uh, content. <laughs> uh, come on the pod. We'd love to have you as a guest. Oh, that'd be um, so fun, actually. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, come on the pod. Um, this is a movie from 2022, so this year. Um, he, Blake gave this movie three stars, and he said, Gal Gadot is such a bad actress, it actually distracted me from the fact that Army Hammer was probably fantasizing about eating the rest of the cast for the entirety of filming. <laughs> <laughs> three, in, three out of five mustache rise, rides. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, is it Wonder Woman 1980-whatever? What? No, Brady. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, my God. It's Death, Death on the, on the Nile. Nile. <laughs> <laughs> Enough champagne to fill the Nile. Oh, My man. name is Brady King. My name is Eric Fultz. I'm so sorry. My name is Golden Heart. And as always, me, your host, Tyler. And if you use Sandra Bullock. Give her a hug. Give her a hug. <laughs> she needs a hug real bad. She needs it real bad. 
Give her a hug, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer, for coming on the pod. Just for that that 60-second blurb, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Just get in touch with my agent about my check.